Welcome to the, you know, this is our second take trying to take this, and I still don't know what episode it is of Born in Trouble. <laughs> I'm your host, John X. I never know. How y'all feeling? Is it important, really? What are numbers in the grand scheme of things, Mr. Grant Lancaster, owner of City Wings? 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some wings. Come help this man do his numbers, Mr. Grant Lancaster. Yes, sir. How are you tonight, my brother? I'm good, man. You know, doing the best I can. Scratching and surviving as usual. There you go. Scratching and surviving like chicken wings. (laughs) Uh, I'm always trying to figure out different slogans. That one might not make the cut. Stretching and surviving like chicken. The best slogan I ever thought I had, I couldn't use. Well, I was told I could, but I I can't. What was it? It it was going to be, uh, it was uh, City Wings, the only place where wings are are better than breasts. Oh, that was a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Whether or not it's true. I may do a a one-off shirt or something. Yeah, whether or not it's true, I mean, that's up to the eye of the beholder. Yeah, or, or the taste buds. Of the beholder. Right. Okay. Yeah, or the taste buds or of the beholder. There you go, there you go. Yeah. Keep it clean, we're a family show here. Oh, listen, listen. I mean, we're talking chicken, Nobody, nobody's opposed to eating the breast, right? There you go. Tasting the breast? No, 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 no. Anyway. Don't sound bad right now. Anyway. It's Monday night on Board in Trouble. It's me and your boy Grant just chilling, kicking it. You know, one of the reasons why we moved the show to earlier in the week was because it made everybody's availability better. So, as Grant and I have this conversation, I'd just like to say thank you, brothers, for making this easy. Assalamu alaikum. Well, Mr. Brooks is Mr. Brooks is on some business. We can't really, we can't really hold Mr. Brooks accountable. Well, I I mean, see, that's Rob's problem. That's the whole problem with people with Rob his entire life. Nobody holding him accountable for his shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody holds him accountable. No, no, it's not Rob's fault. He's just. Yeah, it's that other guy he hangs out with. It's the other guy he hangs out with, that ex guy. That ex guy, he's the bad one. Yeah. Can't trust him. Did you know he took my bra off with one hand? I didn't even realize it. <laughs> See? That's how it all starts. That's how it all starts, Somebody always doing something in the dark that comes out in the light. Mr. Brooks, it will it, come it out. It all comes to the light, sir. Yes, yes. But Rob is at a, one of his prestigious. He's he actually does this for a living, in some like type of capacity. So he's actually at an official radio event tonight in the greater metropolitan Philadelphia area, and I just hope that he's enjoying his swine in a blanket as he sits there and commiserates with the man. Maybe he's doing some uh, research for for the podcast. Maybe he is. That's it. Yeah, 
Let's research first. Secret ways to go out and... Anyway, let me just not even say it. So, bro, this week, man, five black police officers, Memphis, Tennessee, killed a young black man. Right, right. The names are... The names are... They're important, but they're no longer important. But... I look at this, and the first thing that they did was they fired the police officers. Congratulations. Yes, sir. I mean, this apparently got it right because five police officers were arrested for murdering a man. Probably it's going to come out they falsified statements, you know, how the blue wall gets and everything, and essentially doing their job. Um, but... This time it was pretty easy for them to come to that decision because all of the officers happen to be black. <laughs> right. It's it's a so the thing it's a catch twenty two. Like you gotta you gotta be you gotta be grateful for the swiftness of the movement. Yes. But then you gotta you kinda gotta side eye it because, you know <laughs> because. All, all the times that white dudes killed killed brother. Yeah. They, they stay on the payroll two, three, four years. I saw where uh, a, poli- a white police officer today was suspended for, with pay for punching a black woman in the in the face outside of uh, McDonald's, I believe. So, wow. yeah, she still he got a he got a vacation for what punching for punching a woman in the face. Yeah, and the, the union probably covered his check. Yeah, but these five guys in Memphis, though, they're out of here. Their attorney fees are no longer going to be paid by the state. Congratulations. No, no. That is no, like, you, you are on your own, sir. This is what happens. Or you are 100% on your own. You know what I The song that came to mind was Overseer, Overseer, Overseer. Overseer. Overseer, Officer, Officer, Officer. Officer from Overseer. You know, take the similarity. Check the similarity. What are some of the similarities? What did KRS point out after that point in that lyric? Do you remember that lyric? Yeah, I I don't remember the lyric exactly, but you know how the the, uh, overseer was on his horse overseeing the police officer, or he was on like on patrol on his Mm -hmm. horse. Yeah, the officer is on patrol in his car. Yeah. You know, the the overseer, if, if you did something out of line, he had the right to beat your ass, kill you, right. whatever. Yeah. Police officer, same, same thing. If you out of line, he got the right to beat your ass, kill you. Right. Um, well, I shouldn't say they don't technically have the right to kill you. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. And, and clearly it's been demonstrated by these five brothers that's been fired yes. the next day. Yes. But the, right, the line but, has been drawn right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, it's we'll, kind of it's it's kind of we'll curious. See how, that we'll that, see how quickly the line moves on the next. Let's see how quickly the line moves on the next incident. It seems you like, know there's going to be enough. It seemed like very interesting that the line was drawn so curiously close to the color line. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, really you down, but you ain't you ain't fully down. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You know, I mean, you know, you could play kind of, you know, on on the outside, but you can't really come in. You know what I mean? Like you can, you know, hang around by the fence, kind of put a put a glass to the wall, 
see if you can hear something through the wall. You know, you could be close to what's really going on, but you're not really invited into the mix. Come on, son. Well, unless the mix is a fellow officer, and then that's a little bit different. But that's another <laughs> right. incident. What, what happened to my... Right. What happened to my... I need to get that dot boom back right there, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. because that's See, what, what you truly... needed was... You needed a hidden youngman. Take my wife, please. Yeah, take... Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> take my wife, please. Five of those dudes got arrested right away, too. And they did. Right away. Yeah, and they did. Well... So, I mean, this just goes, this is like kind of a lesson for the like new generation and everything and getting out there. That woman, that former police officer who decided that she had such a great fetish that she would go out and actually join. She didn't sit on the Internet and do the cop chasing thing and make herself available to police officers when they came out. She went and got her own damn badge. She went and got her own damn badge. And what did they say? If Muhammad, if the mountain cannot come to Muhammad, Muhammad shall goeth to the mountain. And that is exactly what she did. She went to the mountain. That is she went to the mountain. Yeah, that is an, that is industrious type of trolling that you don't see today it's like it's so simple and basic in its execution and yet somehow well, it's lost to an entire generation she just went out yeah i mean and she got what she wanted congratulations and to her husband who's standing behind her may you both may you both she's a cop huh she's a cop groupie what can you say and he's on all fours helping her out. <laughs> and they're together. Yes. They're together. You know yeah. what? All those people may have lost their jobs, but that is one family that is sticking. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was there, coming. There is. <laughs> Is it sticky, sticking together? You know, maybe, maybe uh, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe her husband can't get it up. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he, he just enjoys watching. Or, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, white people with this, with this, uh, what's cuckold? Is that, that's the word, right? That's the word. This cuckold situation? That's the word. Maybe that, maybe this is, uh, you know, maybe this is how he gets off. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, that's I, I suggest that you find the you find a spouse like that that you have a shared common interest. If your interest is getting plowed out by numerous men, you know, find yourself a husband who wants a wife to watch get plowed out by numerous men of authority. So get your that is a relationship goal in a way. Communication isn't their problem, bro. Communication. No, not at all. It's not that not at all. They'll probably be together forever. They will. They will probably be together forever. They will. And you know, look at what society yeah. does to those people. Takes those people, fires her. She is fired. All because she has a simple fetish for 
black men in uniform. Is that wrong? Is it wrong? Well, it's not wrong. Not wrong to me. Not wrong. I mean, maybe maybe some of the circumstances made it made it wrong. Well, and I don't know what the circumstances were. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Well, I'm just saying. I thought I, thought, I just thought it was funny. I, so I didn't really delve into it. I've seen all the things with her name on it, and I'm just not. I'm not into the internet anymore, which is why, like these shows, they're they're not as Christmas they were because I'm not up on everything. So I don't know what her name is whatsoever. I just saw a picture, and she looks like a little troll, you know, normal, like you know, maybe five foot two, five foot three, and everything. But she proves the theory that men will have sex with anything if it makes itself she- available. She looks like. Why would you risk it all? But did they? They were. Some That's of, what she looks like. But some of them were. Some of them were actually. Um, I don't know. I didn't read the the. But I, I heard that some of them were actually swapping with the wives and stuff like that. They brought her into the bedroom, and there's all types of salacious stuff really? with that. I mean, I literally did did not read a single episode yeah. about it. I, but I, I wasn't interested. That, yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, okay, that's enough. But I just think that it's interesting that men will fuck anything. They will literally fuck anything. And, like, the laws be damned. Yeah. And it just shows you the arrogance of the police. They just felt that it was okay. And those five aren't the only one. Those are the ones that just went multiple times. No. They're, like, repeat right. customers. Right. There's probably, like, another 15, 20. But she went to the source, yeah. bro. She went to the source. If you want lemons, where do you go? A lemon tree. Right? <laughs> right. Right. So, industrious, bro. She's very industrious. Yeah, look, she did what she had to do. She got what she wanted out of the deal. And, you know. I mean, now people are facing consequences. Like I said, I, I wasn't interested. I didn't think I would glean anything more by reading anything further about it mm. because I, I just wasn't that interested in it. So um, I just found it to be, you know, some, some dumb shit. I mean, it's hardly criminal. It's really basically the police culture, just like we have black culture and college culture and there's um, doctors, medical culture. This is just simply the culture of police officers who have sex with 911 operators, other police officers, groupies. Yeah, it's just it's been it's going just, on for years, though. But it's the thing that... It's been going on for years. It's been going on for near, years. But once again, three out of, I think it was three out of the five people that were fired. Brothers. Oh, absolutely. First on the chopping block, sir. First on the chopping, first on the chopping block. That, yeah. And then you banging out a white girl too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, at work. I mean, you know, at work. But like I said, it's it's not I mean, with there's, my there's, tax there's, dollars. There's police officers, police groupies. There's police groupies. There's fire groupies. There's you know what I mean. Like there's a certain amount of the population that just like you know, men in uniform. And, you know, if you play that up, you can have a pretty healthy uh, sexual situation working. Well, 
Spoken from municipal worker for not the city of Detroit. Yeah, not that I've done that. You oh, understand? Yes, of course. I feel like that's I feel like that's uh, shooting fish in a barrel, personally. Yeah, but. You know, there's a lot of them out there to do it. You know, it's interesting. We're going to use that to, to switch over because people today really love the low-hanging fruit. And that's generally where people, like, go to eat. You remember when we first started, like, as freshmen in college, I started out, I wanted to be a kappa. And then I was like, well, you know what? These guys are just pretty, and they're really just doing it to get girls. That was my take of it. I'm sure that they would say other things, and they would talk about the brotherhood and the fraternity and, you know, the contacts, and those things are very true and everything. But my short-sighted view was that a lot of it was about getting chicks. And um, there were a lot of people that were. There's always in that that element, no matter where you go, that element that's looking for the low-hanging fruit. So, in the United States of America right now, we don't have much low-hanging fruit, though. Would you agree? As far as, like... We don't have much? We don't have much low-hanging fruit. What would you... What would you... Prove me wrong. What do you think think most of the fruit is low-hanging. Most of the fruit is low-hanging. Really? Give me an example. How is it all low-hanging fruit? Well, I mean, I I just think that this... this, uh, kind of sexual liberation that women have. And I'm just assuming that we're talking about smash and grab kind of situation. Um, this this liberation that women have, man, that just allows them to have these relationships that at one time were taboo. You know, um, you know, now it's like everybody's out here fucking everybody. Mm. You know, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's clearly a blanket statement, you know, but there's, there's, I mean, what they're selling what they're selling in most cases is come get this ass. And that's crazy because the statistics state that people are having actually less sex. But it seems like they're having more risque or taboo. Maybe they're going after what they, um, unfortunately, they've read about on the internet or watched on the internet first at such a young age. Right. We're, sexualizing these, we're sexualizing these people at a younger age while they're not actually maturing. See, the reason why it's interesting you would say that is because my whole point about what that woman did on the police force is that she actually went out and she went to the source, which is something we used to do. It's like you didn't just like you went to the actual club. It wasn't swipe right or swipe left. You went to the club to actually meet people. Right. So there were all different types of clubs. There were bar situations. These were social gatherings that all people had to go through. These people, a lot of these people aren't going through the social gatherings in that way. They have niche gatherings, nothing spontaneous. So it is all low-hanging fruit, I guess, in that way. Yeah, and I mean, there's no, like, courtship. There's no getting to know somebody, you know what I mean? Like now you, you can get to know somebody via text. Now, yeah. you know, you can get to know them via text enough to, to invite them over to your crib. And a lot of times they'll come through and if they come through Netflix and chill typically means that I'm going to get some head. Well, so it's been a long time since I've had a, since I've had a date like that. But generally like the rule is, is if you, once you come in the door, it's like, you're pretty much there for a reason. You yeah. know, at least that's the thought process. I mean, it, I mean that's it's kind of misogynistic 
to think that that a woman can't walk in your door and but generally that usually is what they were coming for but what what if it's what if it's not the man that's necessarily thinking it right that's my point you know what i mean why why is it got to be why is it got to be the man that's thinking it why can't it be her that's thinking it why can't she just want to come over and do what she do well a lot of times in these cases you know is, is that is that a and and a lot of times in these cases, this, this the is what these of. women are kind of fighting for, and what they're saying that that's what their goal is that they are liberated and they're coming there to basically fuck and get up and leave. You know, that's this generation. So when you get the balance of misogyny onto um, women's liber- liberation or f- feminism, you know, is that feminism? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So in my mind, there's a lot of confusion with all these terms. First of all, misogyny, I, I really don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, I, I, I understand what it implies, but I've never looked up the ad, ad hoyle definition of it, so I don't really know what it means. But clearly everybody uses it to say that it's some male-dominated terrible shit. Um, so what's the opposite of it? Right. Right. What's the opposite of misogyny? When where you know what I mean, where these women are out here, you know, doing what they do. You know, I mean is is uh expecting somebody to, to to buy you dinner, pay your rent, pay your car note, get your hair done, get your nails did. You know what I mean? Like is that uh fit misogyny Reverse reverse misogyny. How about that? Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. What is, what is that? I mean, because misogyny is clearly not used strictly on a sexual level, I right? Mean, so it could, it could be used. You know what I mean? Like it's used for for everything. Well, I mean, in terms of finding a mate or finding a date and everything, um, the, the, those things that you talk about, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, things of that nature, all those things are really surface. That's kind of counter to like actually getting to know that woman, you know, and many times if it's like, that's just a facade. What if you really want to get to know the woman and everything and you're not really stressing her hair or her nails or all that shit, you still got to get the shit done. But what, what if, what if she is stressing it though? What if, what if you can't come to the gate without, you know, putting 1800 on her rent? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I mean, there are situations like that where you can't even, you can't even get through the through the door. I saw. A, you know I what saw, I mean? Without without a couple hundred bucks, I saw my cash app. I saw a video of a yeah. I saw a video of a young lady, like a guy trying to approach her. She was like, "You want my cash app? Because my time is money. You want my cash app? You want to talk sure. to me? Cash app me right now. It's transactional, so you're setting the tone. So it's like, right. yeah." You know, I cash out. But how do you expect, you don't, you're not expecting feelings to come out of that relationship, are you? Are you really, are you really expecting feelings to come out of that relationship? As, as the man or the woman? As the woman. I think, I think as the woman, I think some women are delusional enough to think that they can approach a relationship in that manner and get a real you know, like get a real relationship out of it. See, the reason I why, think some women are. See, the reason why I mention it is because it's like 
what a lot of times I don't think that these women really understand that many times they're the ones that set the tone men just follow whatever women want to do if you put um, 500 excuse, you put all, all the policy in the world in the middle of an ocean surrounded by sharks and alligators men would figure out a way to build a bridge and kill those sharks and alligators to get to that policy Right. So generally, the truth of the matter is women are in control. They really are in control, especially of the the more base, the man, the more hunga bunga, you know, the dude, macho, the dude that you have more control over that motherfucker using your feminine wiles than you do over somebody else because of the fact that that's what they're into. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, so I don't understand. Well, what, what do you want, though? Right. Well, what, what do you want as the woman? What What do you want? Yeah, I'm saying that the ask are all off. You know what I'm saying? The ask are all off, especially when you talk about him. I, like, I, I look at it because I don't think about it for me. I think about it for in terms of, like, you know, my son, for example. You know, he's a single man, and he's young, mm-hmm. and he's got to choose a mate. And I try not to tell my kids what to do in the areas of love. I never do. If they ever ask me any questions and everything, I, you know, I give my two cents. But I basically, I feel like you should, you have to walk your own path. But when I look at some of the things that these people ask for, it's like they're all over the fucking map. All over the map. How are you going to build a relationship that works? You're asking for financial things. And not foundational things. So, I had a I had a conversation with a young lady. This was years ago. <clears throat> I had a conversation with her, and uh, we talking about, you know, she wants a man. So I, I say, okay, so you find this perfect dude, right? You find the dude that you want. Mm-hmm. However, you a Christian? He's a Muslim. Do you go with that dude? Her answer was no. Mm. So, I mean, and I got it. You know, there, there, there could be some conflict there. There could be, probably wouldn't be, but there could be. Could be. Uh, but like I said, it, it, it just kind of depends on what you want. You can't. You, Michael Bob, man, he told me. He said, unless you're gonna be alone, you're gonna have to deal with somebody's shit. Mm. Bottom line. For Uncle Bob. So, yeah. So. Everybody comes with some shit, man. Everybody. So it's just that now people are coming with their shit more upfront. You know what I mean? Like there, like there's there's less discovery of it. You know what I'm saying? They go, they just dropping it right in your lap on in a lot of cases. You know what it sounds like to me when I hear that though. When I hear that, a lot of times what I hear is, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely, I'm lonely. I can't find anybody. I can't find the right person to me. I can't find the right person for me. And when I see people like, you know, getting on other people's relationships for whatever reasons, it just sounds to me like I'm just mad because I didn't get that. I don't have that. I don't have that partnership. I don't have that. That's not something that it's like, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being single. Especially if you're happy being single. Yeah. I was like, I was ecstatic being single. I'm, you know, 
white wifey, but you know what? Single life, if it, I always tell, I have always told every woman that I've dealt with and everything, you don't have to worry about me lining up the next one because I'm going to take a hearty break and just be chilling and just do me and everything. Not everybody needs that other person or that relationship, but a lot of people that are, that are screaming for these relationships, I just hear them like them. They're so demanding and they're not really willing to give anything up and you're never going to win that way. I, I, I think that the, the way that people approach relationships is just, is just bad. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not conducive to anything real in most cases, right? If so, as a woman, if what you lead with is the physical, right? I mean, of course, that's what I'm, I'm going to be attracted to you, right? So if I, if I'm attracted to you, of course, I see the physical, but your inside got to match your outside, right? Do I only want ass? No, but if ass is all you got, mm. then what what am I supposed to do? Mm. You know what I mean? Am I am I supposed to look for something more? If if I'm if in in the discovery period I find out that all you are is is just you know all you are f- for me is you know a good time. They're just. What, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Am I am I the bad guy to, now? Are you supposed to settle? Are you supposed to settle right. for something that you're something that's not going to fit into your needs for what you right. want? You're not. You wouldn't ask a, a woman wouldn't ask another woman to settle for a man. And then there's a whole bunch of women that will no. come out there and say, like, you know, well, that's all we've been doing out through our entire existence is settling on men. You know, it's kind of what it is. You don't have to settle any more than, you know, but just no. Don't. Women, women never had to settle. Women, look, look, women talk shit about us all the time. Okay, all the time. We're not even really allowed to talk shit about them. No. I mean, we can we can generalize talking shit about them, but when it starts come getting the specific stuff, you can't really talk shit about a woman, dude. Nah. You know what I mean? You you you'll be labeled as all kinds of misogynistic, you know, uh, toxic masculine, whatever, whatever. You get all the labels. It makes it very difficult to say anything that she want about you. It makes it very difficult to get down to the truth of a conversation and get down to a, the essence of a relationship. Especially if you're doing these things, if this person that you're with is someone who shares with a lot of other people in their short circle. I saw something that was really cool. Method Man was married to, has been married to his wife for 21 years. And a lot of people don't even know that Method Man is married. Right. And the way that he's able to make that successful is by not putting it out there into the ether and letting other people get right. involved in his thing. But he's got an actual relationship with the woman that's based upon him because I'm sure she's a beautiful woman, but he's been offered beautiful women as well in other places. Right. So what is it that keeps... It's like you got to think, what is it that... It's not that you being the baddest bitch is not what's going to keep your man. It's you being like the type of quote-unquote bitch that your man want to fuck with. That you know... But- for me, it's loyalty. What does that mean, though? Like, like being the baddest bitch. What does that mean? See, that's, I mean, that's I, I understand that's, the connotation that you that you're successful, right? That right. You, that you're successful. That you making money, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
But guess what? As a man, I don't give a fuck how much money you make. Mm. I'm not not one fuck do I give about how much money you make. If we go out, if I if I if I go to take a woman out, and what I can afford is McDonald's, mm-hmm. then look, this is what we eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. That that's it. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to deal with. We dealing on my level. I'm not fucking with your level. You be where you are. Right. But if you dealing with me, this is where this is where the where the plateau is for me. Right. You know what I mean? This is what I do. So if you're trying to be down with me, you got a role in my circle. I'm not gonna change my life for you. You gonna change your shit for me. Mm. Because it's a lot, it's a lot of you out here. It ain't a whole lot of me out here. And when you say a lot of them out there, you mean a lot of possibly lonely people. You know, because there right. really are there's a, a lot there's of there's a lot of women there are, out there looking. There, yeah, there are there are a ton of lonely, lonely women, men, just lonely people who are just like they're they compound the same mistakes and they teach the same mistakes. And those mistakes are pay attention to 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 um, things that don't have any have any purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like I always say like, yo, I I always look for women that are loyal first and everything. Absolutely. I'm a fucker that'll shoot you for me and everything. That's the type of chick I'm, you know, hopefully not so crazy that she's just going to shoot you because you just say one bad thing to me. Because if so, Rob would have been Swiss cheese right. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Swiss cheese. It's not the point. Not, the point is, though, it's like finding somebody that's down with you and for your program and for your game. And I don't know how people like think that you're going to find. I don't with all these different parameters. You said something very interesting about the Muslim and the Christian thing. What about the black and the white thing or the Hispanic and the Indian thing or the Chinese and yeah, Japanese absolutely. thing? If and, you find and, somebody that fits your needs, that's outside of your race. Are you now a race traitor? No, any, but I mean, any of those things could be deal breakers, though. Okay, you know what I mean. They could be deal breakers for sure. You know what I mean. A lot, a lot of people are scared to even like uh, cross that threshold. You know what I mean. Like on on the real tip, I mean, a lot of people would sneak over and dibble and dab in in other races or whatever. But I mean, to me, man, I like this fetish love is a, love is a rare thing. Yeah, but love is love is a rare thing to me. You know what I mean? So if you find somebody outside of your race that you love, you know, try to be with that person. Well, I saw that's how I look at it. What I saw that was really interesting was a conversation about, and I'm I'm piecing this together in my mind a little bit at a time. But it was a conversation about Kanye and how Kanye had went from being a revolutionary, and they showed a picture of his like new wife, the woman that was working at his label, and uh, I don't know if you saw her. But she looks like she's got a dark Mediterranean look to her, much like Kim, but different right. than Kim and everything. Definitely more like Mediterranean, Greek, Italian. And they're like, you know, he's selling out and they're like, oh, well, we're mad now because his babies, these babies, these white babies are going to be getting the money and everything. Okay. Now, first of all, well, first of all, they ain't white babies. Right. Anything that's mixed with black is black. So it's like, I don't know where the fuck they come with that. 
Like, that's the first thing in everything. That's your own racism. And that's them people that are saying, like, oh, I'm not fucking with them half-white babies and shit like that and everything. I don't even want to see your fucking ass because you're just ignorant. You're just stupid and everything. Anything that's mixed with black is black. That's the first thing. Second thing is they're like, oh, well, Kanye is now selling out. And I'm like, Kanye is just now selling out? Y'all, y'all were just really paying attention and like, hold on, like now Kanye is selling out. You understand what I'm saying? Like Mr. fucking make America great again and everything with the Trump hats and shit, hanging out with the other dudes. And now all of a sudden, because he's like married to this white chick and he probably is not even married to her because you know Kanye. Kanye's smarter than that. This shit is like he's got right. some social type of shit and they got a contract signed and it's easily there. He's not married to her like that and everything. That's his like that's his bottom bitch. He putting y'all on the game actually and everything. He putting y'all on the game. That's his bottom. You feel me? That's his bottom. Could be. Could okay. Be. All right. So, but now he's selling out. You know what I'm saying? You're mad at him now. Now you're mad at him. All these other shits, like, so it just goes to show me where the fuck you are. Because the nigga had a billion dollars. He couldn't do no wrong to you. You won't see in that shit. But now you see it. And guess what? They're not even mad at him today, I bet you. This was like four days ago. They're not mad at him anymore. They're not mad at him anymore. Yeah, you're right. Low hanging fucking I mean, fruit. What you? I mean, but I mean, what what is what is Kanye in the grand scheme of shit right now? To you me, know what I mean, Kanye is just somebody. He just stay, he just able to stay relevant. That's yeah, all. The way I, the way I feel about it is like if Kanye does not cut you a check, if he does not, if you don't work for a subsidiary. And somehow make money off of that billion dollars that he has. Y'all just watching, acting like a bunch of fucking dumb assholes. He done, he done skip past that game. He's like well past that game of black and white and, and like, you know, and, and hustling black people for different shit and everything. He trying to hustle white people for their shit. He wearing MAGA hats. Ooh. The people that are talking about it are on a different level. So when when you work every day, nine to five person, you think on a certain level. And it's unimaginable to you what a millionaire could do, what a billionaire could do. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and that's not that's not a that's not a knock. But, you know, they have a different lifestyle. Right. You know what I mean? And I mean, Kanye is, is, a, is a billionaire. I mean, I guess he's still a billionaire. I don't know. But if he's a, you know. 500 millionaire or whatever he is, he got a different lifestyle, B. Yeah. So the shit that you concerned about, the shit that you concerned about ain't the shit that he concerned about. He can't be. He can't be concerned about yeah. it. He can't be. Right. Right. So so it's like, what what are you expecting from, what are you expecting from him? What do you, it's really like, what are you expecting from you? Why are you watching this man's every move so tightly if you're not learning from what he's doing? Because he's really putting he, y'all on the game. He's putting y'all on the game. Listen, even even when you say sellout, you know what I mean? On, on that level, A, it's already sold. 
it, it ain't it ain't a, it you know it's it's a sold out because you can't get to that level or in my mind in my mind mm-hmm. you can't get to that level without acquiescing to the white man exactly. you know what I mean it's it's just not gonna happen right so I mean so whatever he does let him do it you don't have to be concerned with it let let him do what he's doing you know if he makes some hot shit again. Then okay, cool. I, I might fuck with it, but right. all this other shit that he doing, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he work. He working with some shit that I can. I can't even fathom. Right. None of us can. None of us can. We just sit up here talking shit about him because he got married, supposedly in a media stunt. He's always doing something to keep his name relevant in the media. And he's been working with the... He's been talking to um, different people about doing different things. They were saying that some of his contracts that they that he got dropped out of actually worked out in his favor as far as allowing him to do different things because of the way it all ended. So Kanye is like, he ain't thinking about y'all. He's thinking about this business shit. He's on some other stuff. Every now and then his like brain squeezes out some music. Because, like, that's what he's basically doing. He's, like, thinking about... And then music pops out of the top of his head. And he says whatever he says. And he uses it for money. So it's like, don't be mad at Kanye. I'm not mad at Kanye. You know what I'm saying? But I never saw him. I never... how, How... How do they see him as being, like, a revolutionary at this point, like, four years later? Why would anybody even, like, try to hold his, like, feet over the coals? He's a businessman billionaire at this point. And he's not a, he's not relevant on that social this, agenda level. But here's what the average person thinks, though, is that because I'm on this level that I'm on, I think that if I had Kanye's money, I would be doing X, Y, and Z for my community or whatever the thing is that, that you upset with him about, you know what I mean? That he didn't do. But in order for him to get there, he's, he's already way past your community center. You see what I'm saying? He's way past your, your uh, basketball team jerseys or whatever the fuck whatever the thing is that you think Kanye is supposed to be doing in order to get to the level that he's at, he's already past that. He like the, the deal that he's thinking about is a, is a bigger deal. Yeah. And it ain't no black people on that level for him to make that deal with. Nah. By and large. Nah. So just, so, so selling out. Yeah. I mean, sold out. Sold. And it's not, sold. it's not, it's not that he, and not even that he necessarily did anything. But just by acquiring that much money, just by acquiring that much wealth, he's priced himself out of the hood. Right. So just You so, see what I'm saying? He priced out. So just forget about Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Kanye's like Kanye's gone out the front yeah. door. We saw we all saw Kanye leave, pick up his stuff, pick up his bags and go, Yeah, I need to be concerned with everybody coming in the back door. And this is where I'm going to get put my own MAGA hat on for a second here. Yeehaw! This is for the Shaman Ass Chaps crowd. That's right. <laughs> Brought to you by Shaman Ass Chaps. So anyway, where are we at right now? 
I was thinking about the demographics and what's going on in the United States of America with all this immigration stuff and people coming in and flying these buses and putting these buses up here. And now these people are in this country and they're going to be here 20 years from now. They're going to be here 20 years from now. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So 20 years from now, while your entitled asses in the United States of America are going to be tight about the shitty fucking jobs that are out there. These people that have been living in tents and living together in these, like, government-subsidized buildings are going to do whatever work and whatever jobs need to be done off the books for as little as possible a flour tortilla and a piece of chicken and (laughs) basically building towards their next shit and everything. Well, it's just the reality of it, okay? And this is what I'm saying to all you maggots. Do not worry about Jews will not replace us. You need to be saying, Jews will not replace us. Wow. Oh, wow. Jews (laughs) will not replace us. Wow. Wow. Where does that leave the rest of America, though? These lazy motherfuckers that are getting this public education that ain't worth a goddamn and for these jobs that will not be existing in 20 years from now. What are people like? Where, how are we being rocked to sleep as a population? And how can we go about changing that as a population? Because it ain't on no black shit and it ain't on no white shit. It's on some straight up fucked up shit. No clean. That's water. a good question. I don't. I mean, personally, like I know how I know I know how I'm looking to handle it. Like personally, the way I look at the world today is that it's a race to obtain a certain amount of money and stay above that level, because anything above that level, anything below that level, is going to be held to pay. That's the way I look at this world. If you don't have ownership of certain th- of property, it's going to be hell to pay. If you don't have the ability to make money on your own, generate income on your own, it's going to be hell to pay. Because there are no protections anymore. You've got Republicans coming into um, this thing, and they're talking about Joe Biden. Nobody's talking about fixing any fucking jobs. There ain't going to be no job shit being fixed anytime soon. Anywhere. You got two years of stagnancy. So you got to get your bread up. It's your only choice. I'm I'm not worried about the bread. I'm I'm looking for the six infinity stones. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking for them infinity stones because in my humble opinion, that Thanos snap. Mm Mm-hmm. We need that. We need to get the world that. is just overpopulated. The world is overpopulated. It's not. It's not enough. Not enough resources to go around. And uh, rich people are hogging up a lot of the resources. Is there you know what I'm saying like? Is it that there's not enough resources around, or there's not a desire to cultivate enough resources to go around? I look at it, for example, they say that there's droughts and there's waters with water. But then you look at this brother who created that machine that literally creates rainwater yeah, out of the air. air. 
out of the air. Mm-hmm. So if you were to mass produce those in different places, you could probably keep enough fertile ground to keep the world going for quite a while. There are solutions for every problem. What I don't see is I don't I see a I don't see a desire for the species to actually provide for people because I don't think that like you said, rich people gobbling up the resources, but their whole point of being is that why do we need all of these resources? All it is is these poor people that are just crowding up the spaces and taking up the space. And that's really how they think about people. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a slippery slope, man. Like, it's, it's a lot of people on the planet, man. It's like 8 billion people on the planet. It's a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that population has grown, like, exponentially. And we like we just can't keep up. That's why you have these GMOs out there. That's why you have these people like they're printing meat now. These three D printers, they're printing meat. Like it's it's just all kinds of ill shit out there, man. Like there there's not enough natural shit out there to to sustain this life that we have for the vast majority of us. And and I mean right now, yeah, we got enough. We get we got enough today. But like Lay seven, when Lay is fifty seven, mm-hmm. what's gonna still be here? What's gonna still be here for her when she's fifty seven? That's a that's a very good question that no one can really answer. Because yeah, but I'm saying we what we're watching though we're watching species die out. We're watching rainforests evaporate, disappear. From off the planet, we're watching glacier polar caps melting. We're, we're, you know what I mean? Like we're looking at all all that kind of shit going on. Polar bears can't polar bears are like can't live because shit is just like the water's too warm. They don't they don't have a place to live. Can't hunt. You know what I mean like it's a whole bunch of shit that's going on in in the ecosystem as a whole, not just with people, but the ecosystem as a whole. Because it's not just feeding people and clothing people. People got to be somewhere. You know what I mean? So every new development that they build, where they where they forcing the deer further out, and then, it, like, all of a sudden, it ain't nowhere for the deer to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the expansion that it takes to sustain all of these people is, is I'm not going to say it's killing the planet, because the planet is probably going to be here much longer than we going to be here. Right. But, you know, I mean, there's a school of thought and we talked about this before. There's a school of thought that all these diseases and shit is just the white blood cells of the planet trying to kill us off. Yeah. And there's also been some thought about the COVID vaccine itself being a weapon of population control. You look at all these people oh. that are falling like ill with um, these cardiac problems and these breathing problems just dropping dead. And everything, it's 7%. It's a number that's quantifiable. It's out there. It's out there. there. I mean, and there's a a population control agenda that's already out there for, you know. Well, the question is, is that unethical or is it actually more ethical? And that's the Thanos snap theory. Is it more ethical to have more people? Or is it more ethical to 
cut the population in half and have more resources. So it dep- it depends on if you're gonna be one of the people that's here. And that's exactly the thought process. <laughs> you Thank you. You're gonna be here acceptable. If you're not gonna be here, it's not a your robot over- overlords might be making the decision for you pretty soon. You know, right. and that would be a yeah. and that would be like uh you know, people people um arguing about whether or not they matter, it's like the answer is pretty obvious that they don't as much. So I don't even see no. why it's worth it to argue. Yeah, we've been knowing that, though. We've been knowing that. Well, some communities have been knowing that. Yeah. Now I think it's becoming a much more universal uh, thought. Well, we know the police can tase people to death. And at least if you're black... As a municipality, this is like this is actually should be a more a really good argument for getting more black police out there on the streets, because if they do something, they're more likely to get fired right away and taxpayers won't be paying their bills because everyone will agree right away. Let's cut the cord and get the savings. So. (laughs) That's horrible. That's horrible. horrible. Is it horrible? <laughs> Is it horrible or horribly pragmatic? Horrible. horrible or horribly pragmatic? Come on. <laughs> horribly pragmatic. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, true. It is. It is. You know. And it's been proven with this case that they can be just as good police officers as the white ones. As this guy yes, is now on his way to a funeral home. So, you know, these black guys are out there proving that they also can do the job for half the pay. Yes, sir. Officer, 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 officer. Grant Lancaster. Gene hit me up. He said that he's been in the wrong room the entire time. Did you see that? (laughs) No, I didn't. Gene Hopkins. Peace. I'm going to have to get rid of some of these rooms so that way we only have the born in trouble room and no one can get confused. But hey. Right. We've been through it. We've been through it. Go ahead. I I, I would be remiss. I know know, uh, Kyrie is your boy. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting waiting to see what's up with this uh, sneaker deal. Oh. With uh, SIA, SIA Cooperative? Well, we'll see what happens. They're talking about an extension for them right now. Net fans are such assholes. There are some of them. They're still, a lot of them are, are Jewish cats from Brooklyn. So they're still mad about the whole anti-Semitic thing. And they're like very difficult to like let the grudge down. I say, let's all meet. let's all meet over a bagel and locks one day. And we can get it all worked out, my Jewish brethren. Some of them are less like, um, they're less like forgiving, I want to say, of Kyrie and his identification. They played their hand already, though. I'm I'm hoping hoping that he signs his deal with this black shoe company. Well, is he going to sign his deal with the Asian basketball company called the Brooklyn Nets? That's the real next question. And how many years is he going to get? 
you know, and Net fans are like consistent that they're going to give him two years at thirty million a piece, thirty million a year okay. when he's right already there. making. Well, he's already making thirty four right now, thirty five, and he's playing like an MVP. And you know, mm-hmm. quiet is kept. Los Angeles made a trade today. They got Ray Hachimura, stole him. I know you don't follow the NBA like as much. No, nah, not like that. But he's a good pickup. I for heard them. that name though. Yeah, he's a good pickup for them as far as a talent that has been underdeveloped. Listen, he played for the Bullets, for the Wizards. You know, the Wizards, that's okay. the home of Horace Grant or the other Grant. It wasn't Horace, but his brother played there before he Harvey. went on before he went on to become an all star. Rashid Wallace, yeah, before Grant. he went on to become an all-star. Chris Webber, before he went on to become an all-star. They have True. a long history of trading forward talent that at a young age, and Los Angeles just caught one. It's going to be one of those quietest-kept trades and everything that people are going to be looking back a year from now, and they're going to be like, how the fuck did he do that? I wanted the Nets to actually go after him and get him. They traded him for three second-round draft picks and, um, whew, nothing. Kendrick Nunn, like a basic NBA player and everything. And they got Ryu Hachimura, so that's good. But the point is, Russell Westbrook, he expires next year. And Kyrie can just walk right into Los Angeles. He can just walk right in there. And now they got Ryu. Wow. Now they got right. Now they got uh, Rui, Rui, whatever. They got LeBron still. And AD. That's a pretty good team. So I think the Nets are going to have to pay him a little bit more than two years and $30 million if they want to keep this dude. But will they? That's the question. They'd be fools if they didn't. They'd be fools if they didn't. No. Listen, bro. This I mean, was- let's... Consider where you are. It's, listen, bro. It's a talent. Consider where you are. It's a talent league, bro. What do you mean? In the United States of America? I get where it. Kyrie, where no, Kyrie Irving still leads East vote guards for vote, for vote getters, despite whatever well, all this up. We, all, we know a whole religious group is not voting for him. Or look, half of pull them. Up, pull up the, uh, cue up the Eddie Murphy as, uh, as Jesse Jackson. Cue it up. Don't you know where you are. Let me down. Don't let you down. Listen, that might happen, and that would be the dumbest thing that they've done. That would just make them the dumbest. That would make us the dumbest franchise. And then I would like I'd be a I'd be a net fan for life, but I would probably have to stop watching their games. I really would. I'd have to stop watching for like seven years, really, if he were gone. Wow. Seriously. That's about how long it that's about how long it takes for a franchise to recover from a dumbass mistake like how monumental not re-signing Kyrie Irving would be. I was talking to this dude the other day, he was like, "Yeah. He was like, um, he's 30 years old. I wouldn't want to pay him." And I'm like, "Okay. You do realize that with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, your team was threatening to be the number one team in the East before KD went out two weeks ago, right? They were threatening to be number one. Without both of them, or with just one of them, they ain't nowhere near that. 
You think that, and there were roughly 40 to 50 players in the NBA. Check out this stat, Grant. You'll love this one. 40 to 50 players in the NBA playing on max contracts. Damn. Do you think that there were 40 to 50 talents worthy Jesus Christ. of max contracts no. in the NBA? No. That means pretty much every no, team, no. just about every, it's like a player and a half on every team, almost two players on every, every team has a max contract. And you're going to tell Damn, me, and you're going to tell me that Kyrie Irving isn't worth it and you're over the salary cap. So you can't replace them. It's just like the numbers are just astronomical. Are there forty? Are there thirty-nine players in the NBA that you could trade straight up for Kyrie Irving? Talent-wise, no. Are there maybe ten? No. Maybe ten. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe ten. ten. Maybe ten. That's what you got to. You know, what, youth, youth, and talent, youth and talent combined, you might be able to pull something off. Yeah, I give you ten. Yeah. That's why I say being an NBA GM is the best fucking job in the world. Because basically you just wait until players get you and agents get you over a barrel and you have to give them the money. And then when it doesn't pan out, you can just blame it on the way that business is done in the NBA. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you don't even have to be good. You don't have to be good. Right. You don't have to be astute. And that's why I think that the next GM is like, he gets it so easy. He inherited from Billy King. Oh, my God. So that was like a great thing. And these guys think that him doing a mediocre job is, like, worth it. Ray Hachimura, he went for three second-round draft picks and Kendrick Nunn. That's like trading me for him. That's like basically <laughs> trading me for him. <laughs> oh, my, oh wow. my God. Oh. Uh, so I must have missed my calling, bro. I must have missed my calling. But he's the number one vote getter in the East. Number yeah. one vote getter in the yeah, East. Yeah, I mean he's a dog, no no question about it. He's that, a dog, no question. That means that people so. still like him. People still like him. They still support him. The only ones who don't support him are the Jewish media who are still trying to drag the stuff out and everything. Which to me is sad. It's sad because it's like we're First of all, we're both from marginalized groups in America. That's the first thing. Right. And the second thing is that you're basically playing into the narrative. It's like, and you're playing into the narrative in such a hateful way because we know that there are African tribes. There are tribes in Nigeria. There are tribes in Ethiopia that are Jewish in lineage. Right. They don't need American Jews to tell them that they're not. They've been practicing Judaism for hundreds and thousands of years. Before you. Before you. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 so disgusting. And they, they try to flip it the other way like it's like anti-Semitic. You're the ones that are actually being anti-Semitic in this case. It's disgusting. It really is. Just accept the fact that this is their religion. And really, honestly, if you want to talk about Kyrie being so off and that whole thing about 
that whole video being so off. People are so uptight about that video because they don't want anybody thinking along the lines of the simple fact that what he's saying in that video could actually be true. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. Why is it that why is it that the slaves of America there are no records. There are records of everything else in this world. Everything else, stuff from the 1500s, 1400s, treaties, records of everything. And we know that they were taking detailed records of what was going back and forth. There's written history of all of this stuff. There's a history of all of this stuff, but why is that history hidden? Yeah, that's the it's one. On purpose. That's the one history. It's deliberate. That's the one history they never want talked about. They never want taught. They never want people to learn, people to know about. That's the one thing. The one thing. So much so that that when a rich, when a black Israelite is screaming at you from a quarter in Manhattan, you can ignore him. But if one decides to like you know dribble a basketball and, and deliver on a talent that is worthy of forty million dollars per year. You want to shut him. You want to shut him down. That's the world. That's yeah. that fear. That's that fear that we experience with the Kyrie thing. The truth exposed is a motherfucker. It is. You but, know what I mean? And he, but even exposing the truth, there's still going to be a, a, a lot of the people that don't even accept the truth after they hear it, after they see it. Which essentially minimalizes the impact. So it may it really exactly. begs the question why support the lie? Because if you put the truth out there, then it no longer can hurt you. It can't come up from a curtain from behind the curtain and bite you. Tell the truth about what it is. It's not as if people are going to change their behavior immediately. You know, these people are not going to turn into moral giants because of the fact that they find out some information about the history of ADOS in this country. As the kind of ruling people in this country, if, if, if you had a truth out there that you didn't want exposed and you thought that that truth could usurp some or a lot of your power, you would do anything in your power to keep that truth hidden. Everything, everything. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is what this is what we what we are up against. Everything. You know, we know we know that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Jewish people in media in Hollywood. This this has been documented for years that there, that there's a, a heavy Jewish population in those areas. Right. So yeah, I mean, if you if you control the media, then you can control the narrative. And it doesn't, but it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. Is the point? The thing that makes it the conspiracy is every time a reporter gets out there who is of the Jewish faith and just starts shouting it down before the conversation is even held. You can have discussions about things that happen in black neighborhoods and expect to not be considered to be a bigot. But as a black person, you can't have these same conversations about things that happen in other people's communities and neighborhoods and not con- not be considered to be a bigot. There's a double standard, and that double standard is exactly what that information is fighting against. It's against the right. it's fighting against truth because without truth, you can't have light. The light can't come in without the truth. 
So as long as you hold right. that in, you hold back the species. It was funny. It was like really interesting. I'm going to end the, on the show on this note. I was reading something one day, and I wrote it down. I always write down stuff, and I found it on a piece of paper. And they were having a festival that celebrated Agnodis. At 300 in B.C., she was the first um, Roman woman to be allowed to practice medicine in Rome. This is in 300 B.C.E. You know, the thing that caught my eye about it is that she was actually Greek. I'm sorry. It was the first Greek woman. And Greek women were not allowed to study medicine, so she disguised herself as a man to study in Alexandria. So follows the pattern of all the great Greek philosophers and thought people actually studying in Alexandria, Egypt. So that's one thing. Absolutely. So what happened was this woman was having a baby and she went in and she was dying and she had passed her exams as a doctor. And she went to this woman and she showed herself to be a woman because the woman would not show herself to a man. And she saved this baby and because of that, she was actually, like, brought up on charges for practicing medicine in, in Greece as a woman. And she was sentenced to death by male judges. So the wives threatened to go to their deaths if the sentence was carried out with her. So they actually went to their husbands, these senators, and they said, if you kill this woman for having practiced medicine, you ain't getting no more pussy. I'm going to kill myself and nobody else is going to come and take my place. You're not getting any. So it goes back to the original theme of the story that the women have all the pussy and all the power, but they just don't know how to utilize it and use it in a certain way. But after that, the decision was reversed and it's been, and it was lifted. And from that point on, she was actually looked at as being the first woman to practice medicine, and they allowed other women to practice medicine as well in Greece. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. You know? So she went to Africa, studied to become a came back, and it's like that's a story of feminism and feminist power and women's power. And it just shows you that sometimes the way that these things are done, they may not sound perfectly. I know we have a lot of word police out there in the world today, but sometimes it's just the way that it needs to be done as long as it gets breached. So, Grant, from Detroit, Michigan, thank you. Without a doubt, bro. Without a doubt. We're in trouble. We're going to be editing this. Um, We were going to start doing video, and I spoke to Rob, and Rob said that We can't use the video because our lighting has been terrible. Your lighting is actually pretty good tonight. So I like that. So I think you'll be fine. Me, I have to do something. I got to get a lamp or something or get us like, you know, right. So eventually you will get to see how how fine the brothers are. But in the meantime, in the meantime, Born in Trouble, episode number, who the hell knows? Unknown. Unknown. See you next week. Peace. Peace.